It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. My problem is that I do need to change is that I stay up so late at night because it's so peaceful at night. I don't have to respond to any messages. No one is hitting Same me Same thing up. in the morning, bro. Uh, yes. It's the exact same thing in the morning. I thought about that. If I wake up like if, really if, in the early If that's morning. your reasoning, I get all of that when I wake up. Because mm -hmm. I'm up at 4 or 5 a.m. every morning. See, I like that. Yeah. I like You're like Mark Wahlberg, man. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, been called worse. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of ICBTB. You want to go on with your name? My name is Alejandro. And my name is Christian. And uh, this is the podcast where even the worst movies can still be good yeah that's right we're gonna defend the shit out of these bad movies out of these critically condemned films because you know what we have to say to you critics fuck you i do have to say on this one though critics i had a tough time telling you to fuck off because i really liked this movie when it first came out and yeah. i was just telling you when it first came out and when it was released on dvd and stuff like that i bought it and i, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie yeah but for whatever reason this last time i watched it man it was a it was a slog it was what is a this like your third mud. go around watching this movie maybe umpteenth umpteenth so you've seen it a plethora of times yeah. and just now you're just like why is it so hard this was now? Finally time where I, but you know what for a while i haven't seen it beginning to end where i like jump in and see certain parts or i have it playing while i'm doing uh -huh. something you know it's just in the background but this was the first time in a while where i've actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end yeah and uh you know it was i you know what it is is i'm just upset with the with dc dc's movie universe they've really fucked it up dude it's they've been very so, inconsistent so bad yes um you know, okay, so the movie we watched was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. That's right. Uh, and there is so much to be said, and I wanna, I want to just get into it. So let's blow through the itty bitty nitty gritty committee, and we'll go from there. Wow, you said that really well and articulate. Thanks. It's, it's really these, good. It's these new headphones. Hey. Look out, Joe Rogan. Look out. Look we out. watched Suicide Squad. It's rated PG thirteen and was released in two thousand sixteen. Uh, it is a runtime of two hours seventeen minutes. Or 137 minutes for Melissa. Uh, it has a <laughs> 6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and Voodoo rated it at 4.2 out of 5. So that's, wow. that's a solid rating that it has. That's high. The percentage of Google users, my friend? I'm going to go with 73%. Am I pretty close? No, it's 84%. Wow, okay, okay. Solid solid ICBTB rating right there. Yep. Um, for those of you who do not know this was part of the DC extended universe mm -hmm. which was supposedly their response to the Marvel cinematic universe mm -hmm. uh, and they had a lot of potential uh, there's so much potential they have great actors man of steel started it off perfectly yes uh, but then they really lost it with this one and batman v superman and then justice league really beat a dead horse it's so inconsistent i think the marvel universe did it very well because leading up to Avengers they were saying okay let's give you the backstories of mm -hmm. almost every Avenger by giving them uh, each an individual movie if not mm -hmm. sequels mm -hmm. so you could kind of really know them by the time totally. Avengers came out and even like the, like Hawkeye was a side character in two yes. movies before yes. he was in Avengers so yeah. we got a little bit of a backstory from and him and then everybody in Avengers was, had something the doctor, the, the teacher, the friend everybody had Phil Coulson were all in other movies, so that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, uh, they definitely just rushed the DC universe. That's yeah, for sure. Suicide Squad in particular could have been, should have been really good. It was when this movie was first announced. Yeah, 
as a DC fan, I knew the Suicide Squad and I was ready for this movie. I thought yes. it was going to be dope. Everybody who's cast in it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Let's Great actors. On. Let's just jump into it. We're getting synopsis really excited. Real quick so people can know what this movie is. In case you didn't see this movie, which I don't blame you, uh-huh. here's a synopsis coming at you. Right at you. Um, figuring they're all expendable, a U.S. intelligence officer decides to assemble a team of dangerous incarcerated supervillains for a top-secret mission. Now armed with government weapons, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc, and other despicable inmates must learn to work together. Dubbed Task Force X, the criminals unite to battle a mysterious powerful entity with a diabolical Joker launching an evil agenda of his own. Boom. See, that, that sounds alone, dope. But that alone has so much going on in it. It's very saturated with a lot of a shit. A lot of names, a lot of stuff, and uh, uh, do we want to do budget real quick? Yeah, let's do budget. And then we can really go. Uh, it had a budget of $175 million. God damn. Okay. Do you want to guess how much it made in the box office? Opening weekend, are we thinking? Or no, worldwide? box office worldwide. Gross. 300 million. Three hundred million. Seven hundred and forty-six point eight million dollars. This was a crazy hit. He, here's here's why I think it made so much money. Uh-huh. They understood that this movie was going to be, if done correctly, very um important to society. Like if this Suicide Squad was gonna be the opposite Avengers, like mm-hmm. literally, oh, you guys want to make us a team of good guys? We're gonna make a team of bad guys. Yeah. This is literally the response to Avengers. Uh they already had the costumes for Harley Quinn and Deadshot and everybody made up. That's why everybody had so much like certain things. The toys were already made for this movie and then it flopped because they pushed it just too far, too fast, yep. too hard. You know, um the comic book of Suicide Squad is a rotating cast of characters. Yes. People are constantly dying and, and being lost. So that is expected in Suicide Squad. Yes. They fucked it up by int- spending the first 45 minutes introducing us to all these characters. Yes. And then when they put the team together, they bring a fifth random person who we've never heard of, nope. never seen, and then he immediately dies. Mm-hmm. Did not care at all about that death. Yeah, I didn't care at all about almost every single character. See... This is just saturated with too many villains. The formula for this movie, beautiful. Sure. Bad guys kicking ass because... Uh, and there, and there's... Not to jump to the end, but there is one part where where you almost get it. Will Smith almost knocks it out of the park. Yes. And the, almost. And the part to me is... And and I'm, maybe you agree, but it's when um, he realizes that they're... Spoilers. They're not saving a high-value target. They're saving Amanda Wallace, the intelligence officer who put the team together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll explain this in a second, but um, he, when he figures that out, he realizes that they're not. Uh, oh, it's. I'm sorry, it's a different spot. It's when they're in the bar at the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's when he tells him he's like, "For once, I thought I was actually going to be a hero." Mm-hmm. And it's so close. And that it, scene was like, almost so good. He has Will Smith is such a good actor in certain movies. Mm-hmm. Um, er, no, I take that back. He's a good actor in all his movies. He does sometimes he's in shitty movies. Case in point, Suicide Squad. So with this movie. It, it was destined for greatness, right? Sure. Yeah, they had great actors. Mm-hmm. They had great actors, but it was you can't you can't take shit and turn it into a rose petal, man. You no. cannot make you have to have fresh ingredients to make a good sure. meal. Sure, doesn't matter how good of a chef you are. Too bad the chefs for this movie were also shitty. All the actors. You know what? I don't think it was the chefs. What? I think it was probably what, what I would say like the uh, the managers or the owners would fuck it up at this point if we were mm-hmm. using a restaurant analogy because David Ayers, the director, yes, um, and Zack Snyder, who had a heavy who helped produce He's a producer, this, yeah, um, are very good at making movies. Yes, but Warner Brothers does not trust their filmmakers. 
as wow. a whole, I do. That's the problem with the DC movies mm-hmm. is the corporate people come in and they start cutting things and changing things. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman two, the sequel has been pushed off for over a year and a half. Its release, it's been done, and so it's just waiting. They just it's keep just pushing waiting. it out, pushing it out, pushing it out because they're because they're worried that people aren't going to like it. But in all honesty, if that would have that movie would have come out when it needed to come out, we probably would have still liked yeah. it. But if now it's, already it's gonna a good bomb. Move, if it's it's a, going to bomb because of the anticipation. Exactly. At this point, the further and further and you push years. something, we're just expecting greatness at that point but if you organically release it when it is ready fucking release that shit and it might be good and so let's so i want to jump i want to touch on a point about man of steel which i touched on earlier which was what started the dc universe and it was the story of superman in a very realistic down-to-earth modern storytelling yes uh number one they had one of the best looking actors to play superman henry cavill absolutely Uh, they had an incredible storyline uh of him coming to earth and being this immigrant child who doesn't have a place and is trying to discover his own uh and and man of steel is a really good movie Mm -hmm. point yeah and they set up in there that it's a normal world Mm -hmm. what this movie then does is say actually all of these crazy supervillains have been going around for quite a while. Yeah. We're just now acknowledging them because Superman is around. This movie takes place after Batman v Superman. Yes. And so Superman is already dead. B- Batman v Superman also established that Batman has been around for a long time and has already fought the Joker and has already fought uh, and has had a Robin and has had a whole career as Batman. This is putting us right in the middle of the timeline. So they're so they've they're pretty much taking this idea of the real world that Man of Steel set up and throwing it in the trash. And I really wish that they didn't because because at least in the Marvel movies, there was still some of it being like, no, this is still like this could still be normal world, mm-hmm. except for except for Tony Stark and these aliens. Everything else is pretty yeah. much normal world. But this movie just made the universe so kooky. I mean, yeah. And so dense too. you know, and I wish they didn't have it so heavy in the beginning of explaining who the characters were, where it was mm-hmm. literally just like flashback. This is who they are. Flashback. This is who they are. Flashback. Mm-hmm. This. I wish it was more spaced out. Like when Harley Quinn has a later flashback about how she becomes Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's kind of like that's not as shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that's but everything a more else was just like okay. We have to give our viewers a little bit of a backstory for all seventeen of oh, these dude, members. They're straight up introducing people for the first hour, and then once they finally build the team and they get on the helicopter to go do the mission, they mm-hmm. introduce one more hero and don't explain her backstory. Katana. They oh, just yeah. like this is Katana. Her sword like traps the souls of people who she kills. Her husband uh, was killed with this sword, and his her husband's soul is in the sword. That's it. That's it. And that's about it. And so. Since there are so many characters and they're trying to fit so many backgrounds into this movie and it's so short, you don't care about anyone. You can see what I will say is the saving grace of this film is that every single actor is invested. You can see that Margot Robbie is really trying her best to embody the character of Harley Quinn. And look who got a movie afterwards. Boom. Margot Robbie. You can tell what another thing. That character went very far. Yes. The the Harley Quinn character really reestablished that character as a whole. Yes. I think yes. that that character was a made up character for the animated series in the 90s mm-hmm. um, and didn't have its own. It now has she has her own comic book line, yeah. a TV show, a cartoon. Uh, she really set that car- character Which is up. crazy because trying to be the counterpart to Joker, to be the romantic counterpart of Joker, it's easy to be overshadowed. And well, the yeah. fact that she came this far. She was just literally a punching bag when she first came out. That's why it was really kind of disturbing at first when people were like, I want to be like Harley Quinn and Joker and be like, no, no, no. Like the basis of That's their chaotic. relationship is actually is like chaotic. the worst kind of abuse. Manip- Manipulative, yes, exactly. Yeah. She, she on uh, both sides. On both sides, they're both fucked up. So if you wanted your relation to be like that, you should probably go to therapy. <laughs> so that's enough hate that I have in my heart for this movie. I do want to talk about some things that I did like about this movie, and All we right. can kind of go through a little bit of 
how it is. So they spend the first half of the movie introducing all the characters and explaining mm-hmm. their backstory. Um, I wish that they had told it a little bit. Tiff, I get, apparently not. I'm the storytelling was really bad. <laughs> I wish they, I wish they would have told it like this. One, I wish we never saw Batman. I mm-hmm. wish Batman was a spooky boogeyman who's catching these people because they hint that Amanda Wallace is working with Batman. She's giving him leads on how to catch these people. Yes. And I wish it was just like a, a boogeyman who's capturing them, and mm-hmm. we had no idea that it was Batman. And or if they're gonna reveal that, save it for the end. Which right? there was in that credits in that post credit scene. Yes. Exactly. I wish that was the one because like the the boogie, the person who caught them could have been anybody. I wish they even maybe that they made it seem like it they was the kept police that mystery alive. who caught him. And then when and then at the end when we realized it was Batman, that's when we have a flashback. Because when we saw Batman at the end, we weren't like, oh fuck, it's Ben Affleck. Yeah. No, because we didn't really care. And then like when he's the car chase with the Joker and Harley Quinn wasn't even that cool. No, that you was know, about like, two minutes long. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like we didn't even get to see the Batmobile do anything cool. It was, yeah. it was. But rushed. it's cool. Let's defend this movie. Good. Now that we got all of the bad shit out of the way, baddies. Let's... One more kooky thing. This isn't okay, bad, but go. this is kooky. How weird do you think it is for Will Smith? Because in this movie, he plays one of the best assassins in the world. Yes. And in the uh, flashback, he's shown doing an assassination assassination for one million dollars, mm-hmm. and then he tells the person to double it for being an asshole. Gets that paid two million dollars. Was crazy. I actually really like that scene. I thought it was really dope until just this cool. last time. I thought to myself, Will Smith probably got paid like fifteen million dollars to do this film. Mm-hmm. So he's playing a character that That's is making less, less money. Than real Will Smith, dude. How fucking bonkers that must be for <laughs> that him. That is to be actually like, wild. Playing a character that actually is making less. Money than the I bet actors. you Will Smith was looking at the script and he was like, hmm, two million only for a kill like that? Will Smith's like, I would charge 13 and I'm pretending yeah. to do this shit. Yeah, if Will Smith could, he would take Deadshot, the character, yeah. under his wing and advise him financially. All the characters looked really good. Yes. Uh, even the Joker. I think the Joker... I think this is a... Let's talk about yeah, Jared that's Leto's a lot, Joker. That's a lot to go into. The fact that we haven't even brought it up at all. I think it's a good Joker. Yes, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Shake my hand, good sir. I think that's a different take on the Joker that we haven't seen. This yes. um, semi-cartel, gangbanger, yes. crack dealer mm-hmm. is a twist on the Joker that we haven't seen almost ever. Because we usually see the Joker as very clowny. He's wearing these outrageous outfits. But yes, he's wearing outrageous outfits in this movie. But at the same time, They're outrageous the guy on, looks on good. Yeah. He's wearing. Very, he looks like fitted. a pimp, dude. Yeah. He's wearing fitted suits. His tattoos are badass, dude. They Even are the badass. hand and the ha ha ha. Like, right, there's a picture of the tattoos online, and I think they look legitimate. They look like the tattoos mm-hmm. that a Joker in in a modern world. He, okay, in the modern world. So that's the thing that I kind of don't like is they sometimes acknowledge the fact that it's our world mm-hmm. and how it would be, and then sometimes it's this fantastical, crazy world where Killer Croc is actually like a half crocodile human breed which they also don't explain at all no killer croc has zero background killer croc should have in my opinion shouldn't have been in this film yeah he got he served no purpose he went underwater once and he requested to have bet after the mission which is a weird thing to request it's funny but yeah it it doesn't fit in with the with this idea of it being a modern world yeah um man this movie's difficult we keep saying we're this is a good thing but the joker here's what's good about the joker is we always see we see the clown joker in uh romero's joker in the original Batman. We see the cartoon Clown Prince of Evil in Mark Hamill's uh, cartoon Batman. Yes. We see the Chaos Master of Evil with Heath Ledger's. Yes. We now see the broken psychotic Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. But this one is the true criminal mastermind mm-hmm. of of the Joker. Yes. This is a Joker who runs Gotham City. We always hear that yes. the Joker runs this city. Mm-hmm. But even in comics and shit, you're always like, how can such a kooky person like... W- 
Yeah, with this uh, with this movie, I really thought it was an interesting take. It was realistic in the sense that he was a gangster. Yeah, he they were trying to make the Joker a gangster. I think the internet and I think the public in general is just being way too judgmental of this Joker because let's let's face it, it's really hard to follow Heath Ledger's Joker. If this yeah. kind of Joker came out a few years before the Dark Knight's yeah, Joker, it didn't matter who this would have killed. Did not matter who it was or what the Joker mm-hmm. was, he would have gotten the same reaction. And I feel bad. This movie had a lot of unnecessary hate mm-hmm. and that's why i think why why i want to do it for this episode is because as many problems as we find in it these are nitty-gritty nerd deep four or five tiers in yes you know what i mean exactly exactly this movie did not deserve the amount of hate that it got no because because it looks cool it's a fun action film it's really it fun me, it, uh, every single scene with jared leto's joker I was in. You can see he is giving his 200%. He is fully embodied this character, this and, version of the Joker. And he is not just, and we know that like off screen, he really like embodied this. Yeah, too. But, like, that's but, Jared Leto, man. But he really did want to be a faithful telling. He did things that the laugh was different than anything else. Mm-hmm. The way the Joker spoke was different than any other Everything. Joker. It was really good. Every character believed it. Captain Boomerang was really into like his character and yes. like you know I like that he hit a beer when from the bar and later on when shit was going down he like pulls a beer out of nowhere mm-hmm. like small little things like that that because, were telling of the character because when this movie first came out people were like that's stupid where does he have like infinite beers in his pocket but like no 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 actually you watch him steal it mm-hmm. from the bar like if you this movie has that to it which mm-hmm. is a really good nod to comic books where like you can almost always trace trace it back to what's happening yes there's no twist that isn't set up in in a comic this is what i think of the movie the movie as a whole is pretty garbage but if you were to take scenes separately and piece them together differently sure if this was edited completely different and uh and if it wasn't so filtered out by corporate warner brothers this could have been a great movie two things i want to say on that front one uh if i were to to one, the thing, knowing now what this movie was supposed to be and how it was supposed to fit into the bigger world of the DC universe and how it was supposed to fit into Justice League is upsetting. What it was supposed to happen in this movie was the main bad guy wasn't supposed to be uh, the witch. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be Steppenwolf, who was the bad guy in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Steppenwolf is, for those of you who don't know, and I assume that's most of you, <laughs> Steppenwolf was the forebringer of Darkseid, the 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 leader of Apocalypse, the, the ender of worlds. Okay. Um so this was supposed to be the introduction of Steppenwolf, and that was going to be our introduction to the Mother Boxes, which leads us into this bigger conspiracy of Darkseid coming to to the planet where the Justice League would have to fight Darkseid. Mm-hmm. So they just scrapped that, and you can almost see in the brother of the witch, his- Oh, co- Incubus. Incubus's design is similar to that of Steppenwolf's, because they literally just- cut and pasted shit out of this movie to make it wow, because they're just like you know what up. we don't want to do that warner brothers came in and literally was like no this is what we want to do instead man that's what it seemed like it they, seemed they incubus sh- they was shoot themselves shoot in. in the foot incubus came in so inorganically mm-hmm. uh, uh, because all of a sudden the enchantress was like brother i need your help and it's and- like and they almost put that away for 45 minutes the bad mm-hmm. guy is amanda wallace and then they it's it's, it's a saving amanda wallace story mm-hmm. and then they save her and then you're like oh yeah that she's actually the bad guy yeah. and then something happens and then you're like oh no actually this other guy's the bad guy and a whole nother hour to go yeah it's i this had so much potential every single actor i really thought was invested in yeah, it that's good look and the comics or, or, excuse me the costumes are really good mm-hmm. uh, but the storyline is lackluster it's a it's a good sandbox mm-hmm. with a bad story yeah, Will Smith was getting a lot of flack 
before the movie came out because shots of him in his little pimp outfit walking with his daughter but was that so looked much dope he dude. looked super cool I, okay, man i thought that looked really cool i i wish that deadshot never wore the mask uh-huh i wish he had the little eye monocle but he didn't wear the mask the mask mm-hmm. to me is again taking us out of the realistic world yes because that mask didn't look like something and that look what I, they did in the movie they took off the mask mm-hmm, dude it mm-hmm. was just will smith with that little better, eye thing which looked better it looked so cool i will say one of my favorite scenes was the first battle where will smith eventually gets on top of a car and he's taken out like 50 of those minions mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. is just taking out every single gun he's using his wrist shot he's taken them out that was the best action sequence of the entire film. I did think it was interesting, though, that like it didn't matter if he was using his rifle or his wrist guns. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, well, then why bring the rifle? Why not just only use wrist guns? Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder what was going on in his eyepiece. They never really explained uh, no, that. No, they don't. They don't explain it at <laughs> yeah. all. Everything. It's doing all of the calculations. But whatever it is, it's auto-aiming for him. He's killing so many minions. Quick question for you. What's up? Who would win in a fight? Deadshot or Gemini? Deadshot, dude. Deadshot is faster. Gemini Man is a little more calculated. Uh, I feel he even even clone even young Gemini Man. Whoa, young Gemini hard, Man versus Deadshot. I would love to see that because those are two of the best Will Smith assassins. I don't know. I just want to see. Let's Royal Rumble Will Smith character. So Jim West, uh huh, from okay. Wild Wild West. Agent J, uh, from Men in Black. Uh, this a uh, Deadshot. Will Smith dad from Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> Both Gemini men. Both Gemini men. Uh, uh, what else has he been and in? Muhammad Ali. Um, all, okay. All are put into, it's a seven-way Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Who survives? Who wins? Um, Pursuit of Happiness dude dies quick. He's first, to, he's first. He's trying to sell his computers, and he's like, I'm trying to save my son. Uh, he uh, just leaves. And then next would be Muhammad <laughs> Ali, because Muhammad Ali would be like, I don't want to fight a war that I don't believe in. And then he'd be like, well, we're all assassins. Yeah, we all have guns, and you have punching gloves? Maybe Agent J could, like, neuralize them all real quick. Yes, I think if he were to do but, that but, quick enough. But Jim West would be wearing his sunglasses. Uh, that's true. So, so then Jim West wouldn't be affected by it. He'd pull one of his six shooters, shoot Agent J. Mm-hmm. So now, so now we have. So now, it's, now there's three down. Muhammad Ali, Pursuit of Happiness, and Agent J are down. That leaves us with with five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so then what? Ha- then what? Ha- Deadshot is probably going off. Deadshot Dead doesn't care. It's just. But was he neuralized? Yeah. Oh, do you think maybe it doesn't affect him because he has the monocle? It, it's possible. It's possible. I I don't know. They, this is now we're stepping over the boundaries of reality by taking all these fictional characters and except for Muhammad Ali and putting them into one um, Royal Rumble. Not to really make this Royal Rumble even crazier, but Will Smith was supposed to play Neo. You're kidding. Yeah. Really. Well, he was supposed to be Neo. Okay. Neo so- was actually written for Will Smith. I want what and due to scheduling conflicts. He said no. The Wachowskis, they were brothers at the time, but the Wachowski sisters, sisters yeah, the Wachowskis, yeah, came to him at the time and and uh, in Will, there's a story of it. I, and I think even Will Smith says like they were like super stoned and they mm-hmm. told him this crazy hairbrain story of how they wanted to make this movie and they wanted to use a hundred cameras and blah blah blah. And Will Smith was just like, no, I'm not, no, I don't want to do it. And you know what he did instead? What? Wild Wild West. Damn. Way to turn down something golden and go he for something shitty. He says that is his only and biggest regret in his acting career. Really? Is turning down The Matrix and doing Wild Wild West instead. Because that would have, I mean, his career is already pretty skyrocketed. Him shooting as Deadshot when he's showing off his moves. Mm-hmm. All of the cool stuff, when he does that, that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like telling um, 
Rick Flag. He's like, uh, I want this, and I'm, my uh, daughter goes to school, and I don't want her, the stank ass boyfriend to come oh, yeah, see yeah, it, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. And then he's like, you know, I, I just know that you're not writing this shit down. And he's like, oh, you don't get to make man's like, oh, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to your boss. Like, and it he, turns over to Amanda. Yeah, he is. He is really cool. Like he he Will Smith plays this part really cool. I wish the movie was a um okay. I, I hate I kind of don't like that I do this with a lot of movies, but with comic book movies because I love them so much, this mm-hmm. is how I would have done this movie. Let's hear it. May I? You want Hollywood to hire you, man? I do. Camera's right how, there. This is how I would have done Suicide Squad, boys and girls. It would have been a um it would have been still a rescue mission, but it would have been an accidental rescue mission. So mm-hmm. the storyline should have been sold as uh, the these top four, we'll say four. I don't want more than that. Uh, Deadshot, Margot Robbie, uh, who plays Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, uh, and and the Witch. Okay. Okay. These four villains are incarcerated, and they need to be transported from Bell Reef Penitentiary oh. to uh, Arkham Asylum or wherever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Point uh-huh. A to point B. On the way to point A to point B, the Joker comes and tries to break him out. Everything goes to shit. Uh, and in the process of doing that, he doesn't get Harley Quinn, but instead he gets Amanda Waller. Uh-huh. So the team now, Rick Flagg, has to make a team of these villains to go save Amanda Waller from the Joker. That is what, then as it's going, the double-handed crossing is Harley Quinn's actually a mole for the Joker. Mm-hmm. When they get there, it's this whole thing. When they find out that the age, and then they get there and they find out that the high-value target isn't actually Amanda Waller. It's actually going to be a trade for her and Harley You've Quinn. You've thought about this long and hard, huh? A little bit. Uh, I I think that would have been a better sold movie. I think that would have been, a, yes. and then that sets up this idea of the Suicide Squad. Now we have this team of heroes, yes. that or team of anti heroes that we have set up, uh, and and they should have been dropping life. Like they should have killed Captain Boomerang. The fact that they spent so much time setting up these people in a in a fallible movie where people should be dying, it's the same problem I had with Civil War. Uh-huh. When they sold Civil War to us, Marvel told us no hero is safe, and they didn't kill anyone, anyone. in that fucking movie because we have talked about it before on this podcast. We in a bittersweet way, we kind of like it when a hero dies. Raises if you're gonna if you're gonna you're raising the stakes. If you're gonna tease us with that, you got to do it. That's why Game of Thrones was so popular. Just gonna say that Game of Thrones was so popular because you're following they did it. You a want hero. It? We'll give it to you. Okay, yeah, you're following a hero for two, three, four fucking seasons. Oh, we're gonna kill him this episode, mm-hmm. and they do it and act like nothing is wrong, and then and they just move on. Yeah, everyone's just heartbroken, and now we're scared. We're that's the reason why we watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, when spoilers, uh, Glenn dies, and we're all thinking, "Fuck!" They can't. We knew Glenn was gonna die from the beginning. They killed the token Asian dude. Beat the fuck out they of. They beat the f- to a pulp. It's not like he even died mysteriously. Where we're gonna think, we "Oh, we watched he's gonna him get." Th- we watched that was him really die. graphic for television too. Super graphic. His one of his eyes was popping out. Um, there is. I mentioned this to you, and I don't know if you knew this, but there is like hours and hours of Joker footage that they didn't use for this film that they cut out. Which I want to see, but they would never put it out. Because Because it's not a Joker film. Because it's not about them. And I hear uh, after this entire Joker performance by Joaquin Phoenix and now how DC wants to do this whole thing with Joaquin Phoenix as the new Joker, Jared Leto is just heartbroken because he had so much material and I think And I think that's a mistake. I think the franchise building Joker is Mm -hmm. Jared Leto's. Mm -hmm. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker Joker has even a sequel. Mm -hmm. I I think think it should just end right there. There's no reason. I will not see a Joaquin Phoenix Joker sequel. As much as I love the Joker, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. There's no reason. It's it's just Warner Brothers 
beating a dead horse. The reason as to why Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie was so successful because it was his origin story. It was the birth of Joker. But not not just an origin. It was an all-encompassing story. We Mm -hmm. don't need any more. I don't need to see him fight Batman. I don't need to see any of that. It's all-encompassing. It could, I want it to end right there. And I don't want a sequel to come out because I'm terrified that it's just going to ruin Joaquin Phoenix's Joker for me. I would like. I think Joaquin Phoenix is the artist enough that he won't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. Because look how hard they push him. Because they wanted him for Dark Knight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they even actually wanted him as a Batman at one point. I, I would believe that. They've wanted a lot of people as Batman in the past. They were um, thinking about Brendan Fraser to be Batman at one point. Do you Superman. think that's wild? No, he was supposed oh, to be Superman. Superman. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. Instead, and they picked Brandon Routh instead. Wow. Wow. Man. Look, this movie has a lot of and crazy um, production gossip and drama. And yes. I would love to go deeper into that, but that's a for a different episode for a different show. This is this is this a is, film that is over two hours and it is very fucking crazy. It, very dense. With, yes, it, with, is, it had so much promise, but due to, I don't know, and bad very, writing and, and bad Very editing. dense with Easter eggs and yes. quips and like, did you notice Bell Reeve was now a, an army base? That was kind of cool. Right? Oh, shit. Reeve, that's where they had Deadshot and uh, uh-huh. Harley Quinn originally in what prison. They, where they had them was in. called Bell Reeve. Wow, uh, I didn't Air even Force think base, about that. Instead of Bell Reef, small little Easter eggs, man. Did you notice there was the smiling face, smiley face buttons, like Watchmen buttons, when Harley Quinn breaks the glass to steal the purse? No, there's a big smiley face, yellow smiley face. You've button, definitely seen just this like the watch. Oh yeah, I told you, this. I've seen this movie uh, because I thought it was going to be so good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, pumped for this, man. Should, uh, even like the idea of Suicide Squad gets me going, and like. Uh-huh. They could have done a really good job, bro. Sidebar. Yeah, you know yeah. who else is in this movie? Can you read my Look at me right now. Look look at me. I'm the captain now. Who else is in this movie for a split second? Common. Common, Common is keeps in com- I meant the to bring this up. fucking strip Common, club, dude. dude. Common keeps making cameos in our movies, dude. Dude, Common, you're making cameos in bad movies, but things that he stars in, might I say, pretty good. Also pretty good. Well, pretty sometimes. Pretty good. Sometimes. Um, but yeah, Common is in the strip club where Jared Leto's Joker is just chilling in, and Harley Quinn is up on the stripper pole, and Common's like, you got yourself a bad bitch, Joker. Joker's like, you like that? You like you that? It? Yeah, and... It, I love Common in this because even as a gangster, this guy is true and loyal to his well, friends. No, he's not. He's scared shitless of Joker. He's scared. Yeah, that's he's scared what it shitless. Is. He's not loyal to his friends. They're not friends, dude. That's what. That's why I like that scene so much. See, I disagree. I don't think the scene is is Common like respecting the Joker and the uh-huh. this woman. I think what it is is the Joker's oh, so fucking crazy. Shit. Here's the craziest thing about the Joker: mm-hmm. is the Joker can find you in a dark alley and pull a gun out and shove it down your throat, mm-hmm. and he may pull the trigger and blow your brains out, or hand you a million dollars. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to and say. And legitimately the Joker. Well, okay, say. You're saying this is out of fear and not respect. 100% this is out of fear, dude. Because, wow. Because he's like, he he gives a compliment and he almost says it like, man, he doesn't even like realize what he's saying. He's like, man, you, you, think, got, you got yourself a Because that, was, that was my defense. I was going to say, if this guy was very fearful of the Joker, he wouldn't even, he would have filtered that thought out quick. I think if we rewatch that scene, mm-hmm. you can, again, the the separately this movie has good, good separately stuff. these but scenes whole, alone are pretty fucking good. If we take just that scene and you watch how Common delivers that line, mm-hmm. it truly is kind of like a man. You got it. Like he's not really saying it to the joke, and the Joker's like, "Oh, her? You like her? Uh-huh. Come over here." And like and and is like he, he's like I have so he's trying to prove to Common. He's like I got so much power over everybody, even my number one. Mm-hmm. He's and like he's, I, you know what he says to Harley Quinn. He says, 
Hey, you're, our, you're my gift to him. You're my gift to him. Treating her like property. And, and she's like, ooh, he's cute. As if to say, like, this has happened before. And, and like, at least she's she's lucky that at least he's yes, cute this time. Swick, it's either an act or it's switch up because Common's like, and, no, and Common man, like it's realizes, no, Common is scared, dude. Mm-hmm. Because right when he's right when he passes, right when he knows he fucked up, Harley Quinn's like, what? You don't think I'm pretty? You don't think I'm hot, huh? Mm-hmm. And then Joker. Boom, fucking shoots him. That scene, okay, guys, baddies, my advice to you, to, when you watch this film and you want Take to enjoy breaks. it, watch it episodically. What? Oh, yeah. If this, fuck. Oh, if this was a miniseries, dude, and the first episode, fuck. yeah, the first episode was Amanda Waller trying to get funding for Task Force yes, F. Second dude. episode was their backstories. Third episode, oh. Big mistake. Well, this was made in 2016, <clears throat> which is still, that was the rise should, of yeah. Netflix miniseries. They should have not made this into a two-hour film where they had to edit out give so us, much shit. Give us your treatment of the television series. Oh how, like, how, the, how the episodes break down? First Since, of all, the trailers would have came in six months prior to the drop <laughs> of the series because all you have to do is show Amanda Wallace for about 20 seconds to, talking about how she's building this thing called Task Force X. And... Yeah, they After, don't even call it Suicide Squad. No, they don't. They say they, they say, say Suicide once. Squad once. Will Smith says it. And then followed by Amanda Wallace's intro in that trailer, it's going to show glimpse, uh, glimpses of each member of the Suicide Squad. And every episode, this is where it's going to be hard to really make, should every episode be the background story and a part of what they're doing in the mission? For that's each very, member of the Suicide Squad? That's very like Mandalorian, how like it kind of got very formulaic where it was like he meets this person, they do a mission, he kills them. But he does look his. at that formula. It's it's a decent formula, but that's a very tired, tried and true method. Yes. I think where where it's where being the modern world now, if I can be the uh, associate producer here, yes. I think where the series comes in is every episode, we essentially, every episode more or less, we get a little bit chipping into the backstory, mm-hmm. um, but every story is progressing them to... To a final goal. Their mission. Their mission. The whole of the mission of the season is getting Amanda Wallace out of the building. Mm-hmm. As every episode goes on, for, for this episode, you know, Deadshot's kind of taking the lead. For this episode, Harley Quinn's kind of taking the lead. I like that. For this episode, Captain Boomerang, kind of like the old Justice League cartoons. Yes. Sometimes Green Lantern led the episode, you know what I, I mean? I think that's a good formula while still simultaneously driving the plot. Because I do think there is a mistake when you do commit almost every single episode to a formula to a formula to just let's say a, a background story of just one character that entire episode and you mm-hmm. do that for the rest of the series and there's no progression it's, of the it's a very plot. it's very scooby-doo very scooby-doo right where hey we get this it doesn't matter where we are doesn't matter who the villain is doesn't matter what's going on we go in we do this we do that he does this we take the mask off we go home dude hollywood hire us hire us we are ready for you um uh, we <sighs> Shit, there's so much to say. Let's get let's let's do one more little thing. Yeah, there were some really cool flashbacks that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. We did get to see the Flash in action. We never got to see the Flash in any Dude, other. Dude, the Flash pops up. He's the one that catches Captain Boomerang. Yep, and that Flash the diamond is, heist. That Flash is really uh, that's Ezra Miller, uh-huh. uh, and he was also in Justice League. But in the Justice right. League, his character was different because you can 
even Batman's character was different in Justice League compared mm-hmm. for this one. Like that's it, why I'm saying DC Universe is so inconsistent. Yeah, they kind of they're really just testing the waters now. I don't understand why they can't make good comic book it's movies because headache. it's all written down for them, dude. Like mm-hmm. you can just go square from square from square. They have the money to hire the best writers, the best everything. They are though. They are hiring the best writers, but it's stuff. fucking it's, Warner Brothers. Happening. Something's happening at the top, dude. They're not listening to their fans. They're not listening to their creators they're not listening to the 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 true source material Mm -hmm. that's all you really got to do if you want to make something successful when it's already written down like a comic book listen to your fans listen to the creators and you can still keep it true to what it's although listening to the fans is tough because look at what fans are doing to star wars you gotta take the fans for some stuff Uh, for some fans kind of fuck it up well be smart about it you know what the worst part about star wars is what the fans dude like oh they're fucking up the franchise mm -hmm. dude that's i think george lucas said that george lucas said that the worst part about star wars is the fans exactly dude um I do want to talk... Yeah, those flashbacks were insane. So when they get to the final boss level, if I can say that... Essentially. When they're fighting... Uh, when they're about to fight Enchantress and Incubus, Enchantress casts this spell while they're hiding behind a pillar, and they're all having these fantasies. And real quick, I know this kind of all sounds like nonsense, guys, but it's because it is all it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. But I did so like the, the some fantasies. of these fantasies. The fan, uh, oh, the fantasies were cool because it got to show the villains what they always wanted. What they've always... And some of them were very innocent, like... Harley Quinn's fantasy. Or Rick Flags. He just wanted to wake up with, with, with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. With the doctor. And so Harley Quinn's was? Harley Quinn's was her in the kitchen making breakfast or some sort of meal for her baby boy. And look who hugs her from behind. Jared Leto. Not dressed up as the Joker. And it, for someone so... Handsome. So... Yeah, so handsome. But for a couple that is so diabolically insane, you see, see them... To see them like that, yeah. Normal. And in the fantasy, uh, she was talking a little bit before in the scene in the bar, she was like, we're crazy fucking people. We're not the type of people that presses normal on the dryer. Which she does to start And in the fantasy... Flashback. Yep. Exactly. And I thought that was... See, right there. If they ca- if they had more scenes like that, if they had writing as consistent as that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're right. They have some really... That's another really good spot. When uh, Inferno or whatever, Diablo, Diablo, is telling his story about how he kills women and children, and even like some of the bad guys are like, ugh. Uh, even Deadshot's like, ugh, I don't kill women and children. Yeah. And Harley Quinn's like, fuck that shit, bro. Own that like, shit. Yeah, that part was really good, because yes. that's a good scene, in fact, where because we never see villains talk about... No. We never see villains feel bad for what they no, do, right? Man. We never see the weight of their mass murders and things like that. So here's a time where we finally are getting this real deep moment, and then, of course... Who is it that switches it around on us? The fucking Joker's girlfriend who's like, no, actually, own, own that, that shit. shit. Fucking love that shit. That's one of the jewels in this movie. Where it's, that was it, good writing right that there, That is man. a part of, of the consistency of the... Yeah, well, I think uh, really where this movie failed and what it could have really saved itself in was making itself relatable because... It should have been. It should have been. She a was a relatable villain, right there. It should have been a series. I it think you really. I series. think you really hit it. It's for for two and a half hours essentially. I think we could cut this down into thirty minute bits and have and have seven episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just give Fart out an eighth. Suicide Squad another decade when we are in, well into our thirties. Netflix well, we or whatever the streaming Next, service is. We don't have to. Next year, they're coming out with a new one, and it's a total reboot. The, total reboot. The Suicide Squad is a total reboot with only two or three actors coming back. Yeah, Will Will Smith is not coming back nope. due to scheduling conflicts. Yep. Idris Elba is going to be in it. He is, and a lot of people thought he was going to be... Deadshot. But he's not. No, a completely new character that we still don't know about. Harley Quinn is for sure going to be in it. Yep, with Margot Robbie. Yeah, with Captain Margot Robbie. Captain Boomerang is the same actor. Yeah. 
But everyone, but Pete Davidson's Pete in this movie. Davidson is John in this. Cena's in this movie. Yeah, he is one of the top billed actors from what I'm seeing. I from bet the he's potential gonna be Rick Flagg. He's probably gonna be Rick Flagg. No, because I think Rick Flagg's character, that actor, is coming back. Oh, really? Is yeah. he one of them who's going to be interesting? Yeah, that uh, actor. So originally, when this movie first came out, Rick Flagg was going to be played by Tom Hardy. Oh, interesting. And that was going to be, I thought that would have been a really good that casting. Cool. Do you know who this actor is? Have you seen him before? I've seen him after. He has a show on Netflix, like AI. Uh, I forget what it's called. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's in that, but he's also in House of Cards. Um, he's in one of the later seasons. He oh, then is I definitely the, haven't seen him in House of Cards. Yeah, he's uh, running for president against Frank Underwood, and he's like a governor of some town, but I don't want to spoil it. He's uh, he's in, I don't know. I didn't really, I because I really wanted to see Tom Hardy in that role. I remember even in theaters watching this and being like, that should have been Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would have killed that role, man. I really like this movie in the beginning. Um, yes. It starts off really hot. Really fucking cool, Great dude. music, great scenes, great flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then, then then it's that for about 45 minutes. Dude, if they had cut the cast list in half... Do they, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. That's but okay, go ahead. Do they like introduce the characters twice in this movie? Kind of-ish. Because like like, Harley at, Quinn at is introduced. And then when they like... <laughs> yep. Yep. They do. It was just... It was repetitive. James dude. Gunn is leading the next one, right? He's directing the yes, next one. Yes. And and if he brings the same Guardians of the Galaxy energy to to imagine if that energy yes. was in this movie, it would have been really good. Because what Guardians of the Galaxy did well was bring on a team, make the movie funny, and still make it feel like a good all around superhero film. I think you hit it on the head. Guardians was also really good at making a team in a movie in one movie. Yes. This was a team that within 30, 40 minutes, we liked a team already. Yes. I never really liked this team. No. I couldn't care less about this team. I liked individuals team. in the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. like Harley Quinn, maybe Will Smith. Yep, that's about um, it. Boomerang. That's about it. Inferno's uh, forgettable because he doesn't do shit for the entire thing. The entire thing. He's just like, I'm too scared to be gangster again. Which was lame because I think that could have been a cool That would have been cool, dude. Um, Best person on set of word is what you're going to ask me? No, I was going to say one thing that I thought was really cool was when he's telling the story and he has a little flame that's dancing like the girl. Yeah. And then he's... Covers it with a glass and smokes it out. Mm-hmm. That I thought was a cool visual it was thing. Very visual small. Gag. I wonder how much money that cost alone. Um, James Gunn has said that he's having the most fun making this movie than good. he's ever had. That is a good thing to say. And you know what I think is going to help us is when he got the role of this movie was right after Disney fired him, and uh-huh. I can almost guarantee you DC and Warner Brothers were like, "Hey, James, you can do whatever the, the fuck, fuck you want, dude. Help our franchise." And then and then Mar- and then dying. Marvel hired him back, and they're just like. Bruh. God damn! It's just they're just ripping him at the limbs. They're just uh, the tug of war with the James Gunn, and he's yeah. making horror films with Blunderhouse. He made, yeah. mm-hmm. oh Blumhouse, Blumhouse. What did Blumhouse. I say? Blunderhouse. I don't watch scary films. <laughs> I made a blunder right there. Um, a question, guys. Do you have a B pass? I was waiting for you to say it, dude. Jared Leto. Really? I'm gonna give it to Jared Leto. Now, as a person on set. He was a horrible person on set. He sent used condoms and oh, yeah. dead pig fetuses to his castmates. That's why he's the best person on set? No, best person on set. Not necessarily best person to the set, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but best person on set because he worked the hardest, dude. If he's doing shit like that, that could ruin friendships and relationships and potentially your professional career. Mm-hmm. Just to dangle Day Lewis this thing? Dude, good job. Good fucking job, Jared Leto. You can tell with every single scene that he was in that he was, like I said, fully embodied by the Joker's character. I I have to agree with you. He did an incredible, impeccable job Mm -hmm. and underappreciated and people are told to hate him, so people hate him. Mm, Yeah, fuck that, dude. Um, My best person on set award, and it's not for the reason you think, and I have the reasons to defend it, is Margot Robbie. 
Nice. No, uh, she was a close second for me. The reason why I picked Margot Robbie is because this is one of the most marketable characters that Warner Brothers has ever had. Mm -hmm. Look at how many costumes have come from this character. Look how many shows and toys and things have spawned from Harley Quinn itself. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that's become successful from this movie, it is Harley Quinn. She has her own spinoff, The character, the actress, the role, the... Uh, everything about this person and, and character has exploded because of this garbage movie. Yes. Little girls from now until the end of time are going to be Harley Quinn for Halloween. Oh, yeah. There will it's always the be. the easiest costume. And adult girls when they're 20s and being sluts are going to be Harley Quinn as well because mm-hmm. it's one of those things that can that fits, that, that D- Warner Brothers has been able to market to every aspect. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in a day and age where, you know, uh, women have really worked their way up to like where they are now, mm-hmm. and so Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn is a testament of like you want to be a badass female character because a lot of comic books uh, are over, a lot of comic book series are overshadowed mm-hmm. by the leading man, sure. superhero, Superman, Batman characters. I think Birds of Prey is going to be an interesting shit, flick. dude. I cannot wait for Birds of Prey. Um, I want to see you and McGregor, bro, dude. Ewan McGregor be looking the same for the past two decades. And he's playing Black Skull, right? Or not Black Skull, that's Red Skull. He's playing uh, He's playing a villain that I think is going to be I real. forget the name of it, but yeah, 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 he is. Um, Black fuck, Skull. Dude, I'm right? so excited. Black. I don't know. We'll check that out later. Yeah. Hey, guys, look. It's two hours and 14 minutes of um, interesting stuff. But like we said, break it up into 30-minute chunks and it, treat it like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Just stop, stop when you're feeling a little burnt out. Pick up when you got the energy for it again. It's going to be way better. It's going right. to be. All right, guys. You can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. Uh, and if you're not following it, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, motherfucker. Uh, fuck you. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. And you can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. That's right, folks. Um, That's about it. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, We'll see you next time. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up for the new year, guys. We'll see you in 2020. See you in 2020. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.